0: Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. Second Corinthians 9.15, have you found it? Shout, amen. 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 Thanks be unto God for his, here's what I'm preaching on, unspeakable okay. gift. Father, we love you. Thank you for the day, these, that have come out for the sweet souls. Lord, we just appreciate that. Spirit of God and what you do for us in this place. I pray that God that you would feel my mouth and guard my tongue, preach me with accuracy inside the bounds of the rent, be glorified in everything we say and do. God, I have no other purpose to live than to. bring. Paul trying to vindicate himself through this And he's saying this He said, hey, I don't need a letter from you I don't need a letter He said, you are my letter Written upon our hearts I've got a message I preach Sometimes in the revival called Reading the writing of God Paul said, you are my letter And you're being read of all men And I tell you, they're reading a letter this morning Whatever it says, somebody's looking at it And they know they read your letter but we hope that the letter would say, I belong to Jesus, uh, and he belongs to me. Uh, but Paul said, he vindicated himself through that. He said, I don't need a letter from you. I don't need a letter from the church. I am an apostle called by the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, yes. I saw two guys on the, on the website yesterday, and they were calling themselves apostles. Those guys don't believe that they're, they're extinct. Yeah. But listen, now my apostolic brothers would fall out with me, to the Gentiles. And we don't need no. Who do we need? We need, we need preachers, teachers. teachers. We need people of God. Paul said, hey, here's what I am. And I am what I am. By the grace of God he didn't say that there, but that's what he said later yeah. on. Paul said, saying that and that's what he is today. But when Paul gets over, after talking about vindicating, all of a sudden in verse number, chapter number 8, Paul starts talking about the value of something. Paul's going to change that. He's talking about, he's trying to defend himself to people. We have to do that with this. If you've been saved very long at all, somebody's questioned something that you've said or done, and they'll say Christians don't act that way, say, well, they shouldn't, but we do. Amen. everybody today, man, that real me out there. We shouldn't, but we do. Yeah. None of that, I agree with what Brother Randall said, So there it is, I agree with my brother, we go to the throne of grace and we say, God, it's me again, Lord, I'm going need a prayer, I messed up again, here am I, and he'll say, I'll let him do it, just wanted you to be reminded. And when we say it to him, it's not that he needs the information, it's that he knows things that we know when we confess it to the Lord. He's about to turn it around and start speaking something to the great family out right here. Not he's not vindicating himself anymore. Now he's going to do this. He's going to start talking about the Macedonians. The These people were broke. They were poor. They're like the Appalachian Hill people that you see on the commercials when they're trying to get money from you for Christmas. And I'm for that. Helping people. Don't misunderstand this. But I tell you, Sometimes it's more effective if you just go to them, in their face, take it from your pocket to their palm, and you know who got the money. I'm for organizations that we can't, we're, we're unable to do what they did. I'm for that. And there's some good ones out there. I'm not getting off of that. But Paul's talking about the Macedonians. He's, here's what he told them. Here's what he told the Corinthians. He said, hey, they give, but they didn't have to give. They gave up their necessity. They didn't have it, and somehow, God gave it to them, and they gave it one is Isn't that good? He said, you sow sparingly, you'll... We know what it says. So he's, he's talking to them about this, and he's talking about giving, he's talking about how done it, he's talking about his grace. You know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich yet for your sake, he became poor that he through his poverty might be rich. He's not talking about monetary things there, though he does bless us with with, with tangible things in his life. He's talking about spiritually. He gave us a gift, praise God, like no other gift. You have no idea preaching on the unspeakable gift this morning. I thought he set me up perfect. Praise God. Here's what he's telling me. Give it to the Lord. You, could, you didn't take care of me, but they did. They didn't even have it. It's like you're a stone that time. I've got to tell you your story. We're having, we're having a fundraiser over here for the children's home or something. I don't even know what was raising money for. And yours couldn't read very well, but he knew that box sitting out there in the front. He, he knew that you're supposed to put money in that. It's called don't box. And brother, I'll tell all this, Brother Jason. Brother Jason and I were disappointed. Nobody showed up on a Friday. We picked a bad Friday. Everybody had something to do. We're sitting there, and yours looks at me, and he said, Are they taking that money? And I said, Yeah, they are, Brother Yours, but you can eat. You don't have to, you don't have to give anything. They're, they're going to take money and you don't have to give it nothing. And here's what I he said. I've got a dollar." He pulled out his billfold. You know what he had? A dollar. Took his last dollar. Walked over, there, put it in the box. He comes at them just happy as he could be. He didn't need that dollar, and he could eat more than a big man. I'm telling you, I don't know where. He verse of this chapter chapter nine. He's talking about the same thing in context. It's following that same, he's following that same thing throughout this, speaking the same thing. When he gets to the end, of the last verse, he stops and he changes up here. And he says, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Now, if you read commentaries and I read a lot of them and I listen to a lot of preaching and I do some studying and some say, some say one thing about this, and some say another, that it's speaking about the unspeakable gift. But can I tell you this morning? There's but one unspeakable gift. Amen. You can talk about, you can describe, you can analyze, you can even understand the other gifts. But there's only one gift. Power. Praise God. That's unspeakable. to be a wife. So in context, the first time you find the word gift in the Bible exists, it's referring to the price of a bride. I thought that doesn't surprise me at all. Praise God. The the undescribable gift, the indescribable gift, the unspeakable gift, you know what? We follow that all the way through the Word of God and it's talking about, why was that gift given? To buy him a bride. Who is that? That's if you're born again, that's you. Yeah. You're in there. You're part of that body, the bride of Christ. Now we find other times in the Word of God, the word gift. Now the one that comes to my mind was First James. I quote this here all the time, but I've never broken it down like this. So First James one seventeen, you know what it says? Every what gift? Good. God, gift. Just stop right there, whole Jimmy. Whoa! Stop it, good. We'll get the perfect minute. Good is this in context. Good is that natural gift. We have good gift. How do you know that? I'll go to another witness. I'll go to Ecclesiastes 3.13. 13. Enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. So it's referring the good gift is that gift which is given to us naturally. God enables us to get up, He enables us to do work, He blesses us to be a blessing. Praise God. He, hey, he blessed us to come to church this morning. He gives us good gifts. When we sat down to breakfast this morning, what a gift that was. That was a good gift. Hey, we've got doctors to take care of. us. We've got things to help us in this life. What good gifts God has blessed us with. These walls would have contained, if I begin to paint it down, all the good gifts that God gives in a single day. He gives us health, strength, breath. And then when we are sick, he takes care of us. What a God we serve. That's the good, perfect. The spiritual. Spiritual in reference to spiritual. Why is that? It means this, that word. So the word good means benefit. The word perfect in the Greek means complete. Well, what were we talking about there? We're talking about spiritual gifts of God. What's the number one spiritual gift? Salvation, praise God. The greatest gift. And we receive that. So we see, we see these gifts here. But then, but those, those can't be unspeakable gifts. Now here's the thing, here's the thing, and I'll be as quick as the Lord will let me this morning. I honestly will. Here's the thing concerning the unspeakable gift. As great as it is, it is one of two things. This morning, here, in this place, that gift has been received, or that gift has been refused. The gift has been received. You that have received that gift, Randall was perfect in his set this up. So the one thing you won't forget is that gift, Clay, when you receive that gift. If somebody tells me they can't remember when they bowed their knee, and called on the name of the Lord, and got gloriously saved, I'll say, I don't think you did. Yeah, right. And I didn't say I did. I'm not dogmatic about it, but I don't think you did. How could you, you ask any woman in this room to have a baby if they forgot something. You don't forget birth. You don't forget birth. You don't forget being born again. You, no matter the, the age, <coughs> Avery Brown told me, he said, the devil's battled me on that. Abraham was five years old when he got saved. Five, Colin was about to be five, and April. Could Colin comprehend that? I think he might. Do you think Abraham comprehended that? Absolutely. It's all he'd ever heard. It wasn't much longer than that when he was sitting over here swinging his feet on the front view about seven years old, and there he's on the front row. He wasn't sitting nowhere else on the front row watching the preacher swing, his feet didn't even touch the floor. The yeah, yes. devil has battle him with that often. He said, but you know what I do? Go back to where it happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go back to where it happened. And I call on him, and he reminds me, and the Holy Spirit puts that in my heart. and I God so loved the world that he yeah. thank Him. It's all begotten God To us a child is born and to us a son is yeah. given. Thank you. We know what it says. There it is. We receive that gift. But many, many don't receive that gift. They simply refuse to give. Why would they refuse that gift? Unbelief. The Bible chalks it up like this. Uh, the top of the list for in, in Revelation, when he's talking about the ones that wouldn't be saved, he cast in the lake of fire, that it was the fearful. The fearful. The, the unbelieving don't come before fearful on that list. Wouldn't you think unbelievers would come before fearful when he begins to write the list? But he said, no, brothers. Here's what he said. He said it's the fearful and the unbelieving. So if people are afraid somehow to be saved, why would you be afraid to be saved? Why would you not call upon the name of the Lord? Why would you not receive the greatest gift that God has offered to humankind since the foundation of the world? Why will people not receive it but rather reject it? Well, they're fearful. Maybe they're like the rich young ruler. And Mark ten is my favorite account of that. And here's what it was: He had everything had done everything, but when God asked something of him down the road. Wouldn't do it, Jane. Wouldn't do it. Refused the gift. You know what he's saying? Listen to me, lost friend, today. You know what you're saying? What I've got is better than what he's offering. What I've got is better than what he's offering. What you've got is not, nor will it ever be, as good as what he's offering. He's offering, he's offering you something that you can't buy, you can't afford it. Your mom and daddy can't give it to you. Grandpa and grandma can't pray it down on you. Listen, you'll have to receive it. They can't make you it, take its anybody here? Is anybody here? I think one of the reasons is that what I've got is better than what I've got. Voltaire, the great atheist of yesteryear, said on his deathbed, I die lost and fall into the darkness. Queen Elizabeth said on her deathbed, All my possessions for another moment of time. What should it profit a man if he gained the whole world? And lose his own soul. Or what would a man give in exchange for his soul? He'd give it all. He'd give it all. Uh, <laughs> and young and old, listen, death, you know, respect a person? He'll come where he are. If I, I wasn't 100% absolutely sure that I knew Christ as Lord and Savior this morning, not a better time to come and get the gift than the season we celebrate that it was given. And by the way, they think it's nine months. Why is this particular thing quick, quick, nine months from the day they think was his conception, it's, it's when we celebrate his birthday. We'll go from oh, you I will argue that, but that's what some people believe. <clears throat> now I want to ask you one more question. You see, we don't receive this thing... And it'd be of no benefit. And you said this. If you get it, you should just preach my message out of the shadow. Praise God. But how many people have got something? And this thing is of no benefit at all. As a matter of fact, now you've got to do something with it. And you don't know what to do. mail it to somebody out of state and put a Merry Christmas on it. But everybody in this room, kids especially, you ever see a kid that got a toy, but then he got a toy that was better than a toy that he just got? This thing never getting picked up again. You spent $25 on that and they're going to kick it in the closet and there it's going to stay. But if you want to buy one that they'll always like, get one that makes a lot of racket, plays an obnoxious song and turns into a transformer and they will never Leave it anywhere without knowing where it's at. How would you know that? Uh, ask me later. <laughs> so we all got that thing. So, hey. But there's benefit to receiving this grace. And I speak to you. Number one is this. Salvation. Salvation.
1: There's none other name under heaven,
0: given among men, whereby we must, we must be saved. That name's Jesus. Amen. There's none other name. All not save you. Confucius, Buddha, those Eastern religions, Brother Mike Garner, none of those can do anything for you. But the man Jesus. Amen. Salvation to him and him alone. No man can come under the Father but by him. No man gets to the Father. You can't get to heaven without Jesus. Don taught us in Sunday school this morning. He is the ladder from the earth to the sky. Praise God! And I'm climbing that ladder. And one day I'll reach the top. He's the ladder. Yeah, in the yeah. Are you on the ladder? Yes. Sir. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Doing good today, class. Want to salvation. Number two is this. The benefit of receiving that great gift is I'm saved, praise God, to the utmost. From the guttumboast to the utmost. But number two is this. Now, he not only saves me, he doesn't save me and lead me to my own devices. He saves me and he names my shepherd. <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Isn't that good? that good? Lost friend, you cannot say that this morning. You cannot say that. If you've never been born again, you cannot say, the Lord is my shepherd. Listen, he only shepherds the sheep that's in his fold. And I shall not Aren't you glad that he restoreeth our soul? Yeah. He leadeth me in a path of righteousness, and he does it for his name's sake. Yeah. And yea, here's where you're coming one day. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? <laughs> hey, thou art with me. Thou God and thy staff, they come from me. And then thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my name Uh, How about that, praise God? (laughs) Thou anointest my head with oil in my cup, brother, though. Surely, goodness and mercy shall. Christ last Sunday. It's not only the salvation that we receive through that gift and a personal shepherd. But here's what I need on a of days, Jimmy. And he gives me strength that only he can supply. Jim said, just get up. The righteous man falls seven times. Just get up. And here's what I was thinking when he's preaching that. I don't have the strength to get up. So you know what? The Lord is my refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. And when I can't get up, praise God. The shepherd comes by, puts his arm around me, raises me up, sets me back on my feet. Pets me till I'm ready to go again. (laughs) Feeds me from his hand. Takes care of me. Glory to God. (laughs) Somebody ought to shout. I'm glad today that he gives us what we need. (laughs) And the Lord. This morning and say, Lord, I want the gift. Right. It I'll take the gift. Who's helped you through the sickness, Dennis? beside your coffin and not know whether you've lost or saved. Amen. That's the worst thing you can do to one of your family is to not leave a clear testimony that if you die, you know the Lord is your Savior. That's the only thing that's going to I'm telling you, that's the thing God strengthened us with and lets us know it's going to be all right tomorrow or the next day or whatever day I call you because they're there waiting. Now, this has been an evangelistic message this morning. Maybe not delivered as a revival style preaching. It's about the gift and salvation. And He comes that you could be saved. He didn't listen. Do you think Jesus didn't have anything better to do? Than to just come and die for a hillbilly named Mike McCoy. He can't. My word, how much he must have loved us. And she's playing, Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Let's stand this morning and bow our heads all over the house. Every head back in the house of God. I feel compelled to ask, if there's someone here and you're unsaved, would you by a raised hand say, preacher, I've never been born again? While we terry, just a moment. Are you sure that you're saved? you got the gift and it was opened up and you said this is the best thing I've ever had remember when they baptized you then you come up out of the water to walk in the newness of life and you said it's just getting better Come and sing us a verse of course of that right there. Feel compelled, feel compelled to sing a verse of course of this song. Listen, young, old mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, don't miss this opportunity. I'm telling you, the gift, the gift is set and waiting. They unwrapped him on the tree. you take it. While we sing, would you come? Would you come? Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.